A Prayer to Forgive Wrongs by Meg Booker, read by Leah Martin. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but seventy-seven times. Matthew 18, 21-22 Mom, my oldest said in her most mature voice as she walked up to my pool chair, notebook in hand. What do you want to talk to me about, I asked. Already knowing the answer was either a ploy to get something she didn't already have, or a surefire way to get her little sister in trouble. I just think you need to be aware of what she's done at the pool today. Though no alerts had pinged my mama radar, my eldest daughter proceeded to rattle off a very nitpicky list of things that annoyed her about her little sister. As today's verse instructs us, we're not to keep a running list of wrongs in our heads, but to forgive and release who and what has hurt us. Of course, boundaries are are important, very, very important, but they do not negate forgiveness. In Peter's defense, there was an actual number of times that Judaism taught its followers as enough to forgive, but Jesus spoke of a more excellent way. We are not to withhold forgiveness ever. We forgive and leave the one who has hurt us in God's hands who's the only one capable of judging a heart accurately and allowing just consequences for sinful actions. Peter was seeking to do the right thing, and we can all relate to a desire not to be taken advantage of. Here's how the NIV application commentary actually describes Peter's generosity. To lend more than twice the previously allotted amount of forgiveness. It says, His offer to forgive the person seven times... More than double the above-mentioned statements is magnanimous, reflecting a desire for completeness that the number seven usually evokes. How often do we seek to do the right thing but misunderstand? Jesus clarified Peter's confusion by telling him to extend forgiveness without keeping count. So, the sisterly poolside spat was easy for me to diffuse because I'm their mediator. However, I admittedly find it hard to extend an unlimited amount of forgiveness to those who repeatedly and unapologetically cause hurt and pain in my life. Injustice continues to run rampant in our world. Yet we're to maintain a forgiving status. Why? Because God is our defender. God is never asking us to be a doormat but to forgive authentically from the seat of our hearts? That's a no-brainer for Christ followers. Why? Because he did. So I asked my oldest, what would happen if your sister kept a list like this of all the things you've done to her? I added, be quick to forgive. Give the grace you want to receive. And remember, Jesus did not and will not ever present you with a list of what you've done wrong in your life. He went to the cross and died for you because he loves you. 
She camouflaged her eye roll, but I relate to how hard it is to apply this note of wisdom to our lives when we don't feel like it. Paul wrote in Colossians 3, 13-14, Bear with each other and forgive one another, and if any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Over all these things put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Prayer and time in God's Word will give us the strength to stop jotting down wrongs and instead lend forgiveness more authentically and automatically. Let's pray now for soft hearts that are ready to quickly forgive. Father, this is the day you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Father, you hold the key to every heart on earth. We do not. Judgment for others is not in our hands and shouldn't be on our resumes. As we seek you more each day in prayer and in your word, show us how to be forgiving in Christ. Cleanse us of our tendency to keep records of wrongs and reasons for blame. Let us not become people who shame others, but show them how to be free through Christ. We want our lives to reflect your brightness, your grace, and your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Hello, I'm Adam Comer. And I'm Ryan Chittister. And we are the host of Life After Addiction Podcast. What we believe is that addiction is not a surprise to God. That's right. We discuss addiction from a biblical worldview and how true freedom comes through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Absolute freedom from addiction. The secular worldview of once an addict, always an addict is just not true. If you or someone you love struggles with addiction, subscribe to Life After Addiction at lifeaudio.com.